Get Cereal. Oh my stars, it's Get Cereal. Dumbledore dies. Get Cereal. I am not the breakfast show you asked for, but the breakfast show you needed. You're all listening to Get Cereal Summer Edition. Good morning, y'all. On Get Cereal with Ben, Vicky, and Mason. How is everyone? We're good. It's our last show of the week. Finally, after a long week of getting up there at four in the morning. <laughs> Words and things. Yes, the enthusiasm yep. is uh, slightly lower, but we've got three hours to build that up. And um, we're going to quiz a little bit later on to test our knowledge of what we've learned this week. Which, have we learned in Knowledge <laughs> I know deep down that this could be a good uh, morning. So here we go. I know deep down. I can touch your Helsinki. I'll get cereal. Seeing red here on Get Serial, right in the middle was something good by Old J, and right at the top, Architecture in Helsinki with I Know Deep Down. It makes it tricky when you call your song something good for us announcers because it makes it sound like we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Just something some good. Yeah. Could have been good. Could have been average. <laughs> well, something else is good is going down in the mattress industry, Mason. Captain Snooze is reopening. I hope. Did they close? I was not aware. I thought it did a while ago. I don't remember saying anything. <laughs> well, I'm not up on uh, my Captain's News information. McRoskey's Mattress Factory, their biggest competitor, I assume, is <laughs> doing well in the uh, San Francisco area, apparently. And has been so for the last 112 years. So I got this article, right? The headline, man gets paid to jump on mattresses. <laughs> I'm like, well, this sounds amazing. It's No, it's just the... A story about this guy's job. That's he, he. I guess he tests mattresses by jumping on them. So that's a be all and end all. Like he just gets up at eight in the morning, rocks up at nine, jumps on mattresses for nine hours, goes back home. It sounds like it. But the best part about this was how serious he was in this article. All his quotes are basically: you would think this is a job that you would take lightheartedly. Yeah. He did not. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll read you some of. This guy's... What's his name here? It's uh, Jumper Ruben Reynoso is the guy that we're talking about this morning. He said, it's work. It's not for everybody. There's a right <laughs> way and a wrong way to do it. And see, I've got, like, some smile in my voice. I assure you he did not. <laughs> he was way more depressed. I'm just laughing at this guy, but he was like, it's work, everybody. There's a right way to do it. You don't want to stuff up this mattress jumping, that's for sure. I knew a guy. He did his knee. Never saw him again. Yeah, I'm sort of imagining he's more like a cop. Mm. Like he comes over and like sees someone doing it wrong and he's like, oh my god. <laughs> Do you know how many people we've lost doing, jumping on mattresses that way? No, I'm sort of imagining more like, you know, in like B-grade police films where people come in and they're like, another day, like, how gruesome is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was one day away from retirement. <laughs> Damn rookie, kept jumping on it the wrong way. <laughs> so he said, this is not a game, not Whoa. to me. <laughs> <laughs> so what non-jobs would you want to be a job for? Well, like, it just seems like all these people who have these so light-hearted jobs that are, like, way, way too serious about it. Because like, you have to justify them. That's why. I guess, but just have some fun while you're at it. I mean, <laughs> like, like, actually, this is a mad job. I jump on mattresses. Exactly. <laughs> how, how many people get to say that? I heard a radio interview about this guy who wrote a book on pies, right? Yeah. And, and he, he's like, this is serious biz. Oh, yeah. You'd think that he'd play around with like, yeah, I got to travel around all of Australia and try all the best pies and say where the best meat he's pies like, were. He's like, no, he, this, is hap- this is happening right now in Australia. It, it, <laughs> There's a crust travesty. Well, the interviewer was asking if he tried 
uh, fruit pies, like apple pies and whatnot. Yeah. And the guy was so sure. Surely not. He, he was. He objected in a massive way. Did like, he make that pig squeal and back up? <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. It was. It was pretty much that. And uh, he was like, "No, I'm not having any of those Nancy Boy pies." And just shut up. <laughs> it's like, well, dude, take Relax. it easy. You it's eat just, pies for a living. I know you like me pies, but I'm not having any of those Nancy Boy pies yeah, for a living. Surely. Yeah, why limit yourself to such a small market? You've got, <laughs> you've got a whole range of pies. I mean, people are, if people are interested in meat pies, it's not such a stretch, I would have thought, to take it that little extra mile to go to fruit pies. I wouldn't have thought so, no. At least an appendice or something. I think that's what the British government decided when they decided to uh, call beef burgers, uh, beef burgers, when they're actually made out of horse. Oh, really? Yeah, they just, they just announced like 20 to 30% of it was actually horse meat. And they're just like, no, it's beef. Continue eating. Oh, I, heard, I heard trace amounts of horse DNA. I didn't realise it was 20%. Yeah. What do you mean trace amounts? They're just injecting like horse DNA well, into it? Well, I don't it. know. If they're using the same machine to mince horses as they are to <laughs> mince cows and they just like left it on. You know how things say they contain traces of nuts? It's like, yeah. it probably doesn't. But we just want to keep our options oh, open. Okay. I didn't realise they had the may contain one-fifth horse in here. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy this, um, he doesn't go boing or turn a somersault. Yeah, well, he's, he doesn't sound like the kind of guy that <laughs> we, we all know how serious this guy is. Well, he's definitely not doing his job right then. We'll show him one day. Here I get cereal. Welcome to Get Cereal with Ben and Vicky. And possibly Mason, who <laughs> may or may not be here, but we're running a quite a tight ship this morning because <laughs> not as tight as the bed springs on Jumper Ronaldo. I don't have the paper in front of me. Damn anymore. it! I, I was it, like, what's his him. um, what's his name? You could totally uh, get something good on here. I would that would have been an amazing segue. <laughs> well, I'm just concerned that you're playing music for five seconds underneath us because we need to preserve that iPhone I know. Battery. On the device that we use to play our music here at the, the radio station, we're actually running quite low on battery. What are we up to, like 9% now? <laughs> yeah, roundabouts. So by the second or third hour, it might just me and be us singing between talk breaks. Yeah, we'll have to go a cappella because the... Uh, the computer system keeps freezing on us as well, so we don't know how long that's going to last. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if, if we run out of all forms of uh, potential music here... Oh, the CD player, that's busted as well. Yeah, the CD player's not working, so uh, we may actually be literally singing and drumming on the desk. Yeah, we've already done this for, like, four days in a row, so we're pretty delirious at this point. <laughs> I thought you were going to so, say we're pretty talented. No, I'm just saying that... We if we need to chat for three hours to fill all this time, <laughs> by, like, by the end of the show we'll be just uh, making even less sense than usual. So Ben, what imaginary jobs would you like to do along uh, the lines of mattress jumping? So not necessarily like unicorn hoarder or something. Like <laughs> how, what imaginary level are we Speaking talking about? Speaking of which, um, around, around the right, start of this hoarder, year, <laughs> I just collect them and get paid for them. That's right. I hang on to them and yes. keep them in a room all together, more than I should probably have in there. I, I would think one would be enough unicorns to count as hoarding no uh, just in terms of having unicorns people would be impressed by one i feel one even a half come on i had one well there was this if you've got like a quarter a unicorn head like that's pretty impressive well, is, yeah the head is the important part here. yes i feel unicorn bum not so well if you've got like 90 percent of the unicorn but no horn like had we found a dead unicorn carcass yeah i wouldn't be like let's divide it evenly i'll take the bottom half which, which you would you would go the head. It's rock, Obviously. paper, scissors for the head. Yes. Do you know what bothers me about rock, paper, scissors? Mm, go on. 
if you think about it, a stone smashing scissors is quite bad. <laughs> yeah. And scissors cutting paper, not great. Yeah, you can't come back from that. That's right. But a rock being, like, surrounded by a piece of paper, I'm imagining it sort of sitting there like, this it's not, not that bad. It's not completely destroyed no. as in the other two <laughs> in examples. In fact, it would just be like, this is not bad it's at all. It's mildly disgruntled. <laughs> yeah. but if, it's annoying. But in, in reality, if you had a competition where maybe you dropped a rock on a piece of paper... It'd go through. Yeah, the rock's exactly. still going to win. So I just think that it should be rock, paper, mildly annoy a rock. It's not as quite <laughs> a catchy name as all. So you would go with unicorn hoarder. Yeah, like herder, I guess. Would oh, be okay, my accurate. mistake. But they had this thing in uh, Korea recently. North Korea supposedly found a unicorn lair. Did you hear about this? Why are they hanging out in a lair? Unicorns are suddenly so creepy. Well, I guess it's more. What like are they doing in there? Where are unicorn? Where are lives? unicorns now? Well, you know, you, you've got like a bear living in a cave. That's just the place that unicorns dwell. Oh, I see. Dwell. Yes. So dogs name. have kennels. Yeah, a unicorn lives in a lair. Unicorns apparently. have lairs. I don't know. That sounds evil, though. Well, lairs sound, I associate with evil. Maybe unicorns were evil and <laughs> before they became extinct, we we uh, just don't know. But well, I told my friend in the States when I was um, sick at the start of this year, I ended up in Sunshine Hospital and she was like, that sounds amazing. Are there unicorns there? I'm like, you have never been to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just a name. <laughs> the way they found out that it was a unicorn lair, apparently there was a sign. That said unicorn lair. In uh, North Korean. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who knew? So they speak Korean. Unicorns, or maybe someone back in the day was herding the unicorns and wrote it. Ah, oh, okay. So your way, predecessor, that's, that's your mentor. Imperative proof <laughs> that it's like, oh well, if it says it on a sign near this rock cave, then yeah. it must be true. Why would someone say unicorn lair in Korean if it wasn't a unicorn lair? Yeah, exactly. What well, would your fake job be? I don't know. Me and my ex-boyfriend made up jobs for his cats. We ran out of conversation. <laughs> it's not hard to imagine why we broke up, is it? <laughs> so one of them um, was a pancake tester, which would be all right. So they would eat pancakes? Yeah, just testing them. Like, but like testing them for taste or fluffiness or... All of the above. There'd be a checklist. But at the end of the testing phase, I assume that the pancake has been eaten. No, there's, you just take like a little slice off every pancake that goes out of the kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're... Uh, if I was to eat a pre-tested pancake, it would be like, have a little bite out of it. Yeah, that's right. Just a little cat nibble. But at least I would know that it would be... Uh, Top notch. Uh, being Fl- both fluffiness approved. and... Yeah, that's right. And that is the main pancake stamp of approval. Yeah, Accreditation. That, that could be our... Uh, You've got your heart tick and your kitten approved. <laughs> I think that could be a new nutritional uh, information, put it on the packet. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, see, and the other one was his other cat had the job of taking naps for people. People who were tired. Yeah, so if you don't get enough time to sleep, yep. this cat will sleep for you. So it just sleeps all day, mm. but then the people feel well rested. So it can, yeah, because there's like 24 hours in a day, it takes maybe eight hours of sleep for itself yep. and then sells off the other 16. I really wish that was transferable. I know. Wouldn't that be amazing? Would I, it not be amazing? I could use this cat to sleep for me right now. I know. It would be so great. We could have these superhumans running around the world cat-powered. I always... Not you, cat power. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we're going to Have Love, Will Travel by the Black Keys. I found a strange little article the other day. It's a thing out of London where this landlord is looking for a roommate and uh, he he set out 31 rules in order to live with him, including uh, things such as no pork ever, 
He's taking the the phrase landlord very seriously. <laughs> yeah. I feel like most landlords This are is more my like fiefdom. Landowners. Yeah, I didn't know if you've actually seen the uh, premises, but it's got uh, parapets and a moat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's a few things like no pork in the house. Um, you can't cook for more than 30 minutes. No pork at I all. I can't, like, anyway. Is, is he religious or something? Or he just really hates pork? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Or he's got so much pork that he knows uh, yours okay. would get mixed up. Yeah, he doesn't want to confuse his overabundance of pork. <laughs> That's right. Sure. Showers can't be more than 15 minutes between 6 and 10 a.m. or 7 and 11 p.m. That's so weird. Why those times? What is he like, the Australian government? <laughs> this well, house is I, on 4B water restrictions. I'm guessing that this this guy's in London, yeah? Yeah. yeah. But I'm guessing that's when he takes his showers and he needs to get access either to the shower but what, he's or... taking two hour and 45 minutes showers, so he's like, you no, can have no, the other 15. That's the window of opportunity oh, okay. that he likes to take them. And... My friend saw an advertisement yesterday for a house. We were looking for a new house for her. And this house had two bedrooms but three bathrooms. We've, we've got the opposite problem, where we've got way too many bedrooms to one bathroom. But I just find it's a weird concept. Like, wouldn't you prefer a guest bedroom? Like, what are you going to do? Like, guys, everyone come over for a shower. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't stay. Yeah, <laughs> we all need to pee at exactly the same time, and we have a guest over, we're set. Exactly. <laughs> but it is one of those things... Whereas at your house, it's like, hold it. If yeah, you've got guests, you it's like... Queue. Make sure you go to the bathroom at your own place. It, it's annoying. Speaking of guests, you have to give two weeks' notice if people are going to come around. Wow. And <laughs> no uh, impromptu guests. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I like it. It's like even you know a day's notice isn't enough. Not even a week's notice. No two, two weeks. weeks. I go more. Psych myself up for Cindy coming around. Maybe on he Thursday. needs two weeks to come up with improv conversation. Yeah, this guy. Like he's like, I've got to read. Like, what is she into? Um, I need to do background research. Yeah, like seriously. That's enough time for him to set up the pinata. He runs it oh. through. Oh, I see. He runs yeah. it through MI5 and then like researches their interests, yeah, find out what books they've been borrowing at the library lately. That's how it takes lately. for a police uh, background check to yeah, come. Yeah, totally. And uh, no more than two visit visits per month. By what? any one guest or by, any guests at by all. By any guest oh, at all. Okay. I strongly urge any listeners in London, maybe you're downloading the podcast. This guy's probably a serial killer. No way. It sounds like this is prison. Either way, I don't think anyone... Except probably allowed to have pork in prison. I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to want to live with this guy. If there's one thing I know when you're looking for a roommate, you want a list of 31 insane regulations <laughs> when, you, when you're tracking one down. I do quite enjoy the phrasing as well. Yeah. He goes, if I feel at any point you're abusing water, gas, electricity, blah, 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 they'll be deducted and added to next month's rent and failing to pay will result in vacating premises immediately. Everything is resulting in vacating the premises immediately. But it doesn't say that. It's very confusing. I think I'll be the judge of whether or not I'll be vacating the premises immediately. Failing to pay will result in vacating premises immediately sort of sounds like the premises will be leaving. Oh, I thought you meant that, <laughs> that as soon as you don't pay, the money knows or something. <laughs> well, I would say, you know, will result in eviction, but will result in vacating premises immediately sounds like it's of your own volition, like, like you'll suddenly just want to leave. He had This list takes a lot of time to compile. He was not one to make time for proofreading. Because... <laughs> also, if you break anything or stain carpet, this will be charged as how I feel. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to charge you with melancholy. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to charge you with slight annoyance. <laughs> but I think this list could just be summed up as don't be a dick, I'm crazy. Do you want to yeah, live with me? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's several of them that mention stealing. Like, probably one of them is enough. Like, 
no stealing toilet paper, no stealing food, no stealing... It's like, I get <laughs> it, no, no stealing. no stealing spine. <laughs> just, just put the Ten Commandments on your, uh, on your advertisement. Or just reference them. Yeah. I'm yeah. aware of them. Exactly. Is respecting my mother and father important to him? <laughs> ben. Yes, Vicky. <laughs> we went to high school together. Some yes, would say Vicky. that. I've heard, I've heard the rumours. You have heard the rumours that we went to high school together. Mm. I think it ruined my life. Most likely. <laughs> you did come you out. You joined a high school with Ben. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any extended time in my presence will uh, alter you significantly. So He's sort of like watch out, radiation. <laughs> if you spend enough time with him, it changes your DNA. Yeah. It changes you from the inside. Now, uh, Vicky has <laughs> to stay within several hundred feet of me at all times, otherwise she uh, feels cold and dependent. <laughs> I remember Might on the as well first, face it. I remember on the first day, Ben left the studio for about two minutes mm. and then she followed him outside, then just turned around and said, I don't know why I'm following. Yeah, <laughs> Ben, I'm just so used to doing everything Ben does at the studio because we've been working together for nearly four years that I was like, oh, he must be going somewhere that I have to go. And then I followed him and he went to the bin. Yep. And I was like, I've got no rubbish. Oh, my gosh, mission. this is so embarrassing. Ben's going to know I've got no rubbish. And he's got rubbish, and now I'm going to be the outcast with no rubbish. Speaking of high school and following people around like puppies, yeah. did you ever have someone either with a crush on you or did you ever have a crush on someone where that scenario occurred, where people would follow you around? Um, I can't recall that occurring, no. It happened to me twice in my life, right? It's happened to me once in my life, but it wasn't at high school. I've taken over this segment, I've decided. Uh, all right, that's fine. <laughs> we can get to your high school traumas later. With... Grievances, please. When I was, like, younger, we've had girls that I'd have, like, a, a good time with and they would crush Ooh, on me. Ben. Well, no, you not nothing like Love sus. them and leave them. No, not even a kiss or anything, right? Just, get them in the sheets, you just get it up and leave it. You were uh, you're at a party or something and then the next day at school everyone is, like, uh, hanging out with you. Yeah. And so I... What are you, like a celebrity? We're at a party and then the next day everyone's hanging out with you. Well, specifically these girls that I was spending the party with. Okay. They would... Was it me? No, it wasn't you. Okay. But you've already apparently still got that effect following me to the bin and whatnot. But it would be like, okay, so year seven, for example, I would be in the classroom and one of the girls that was at this party would be following me around and test it. So I'm like, all right, what if I go to the other side of the classroom pretend to talk to my friend, will she follow me? Yeah. And invariably she did. That's so weird, though. What is she planning to do? Why? Because she was just crushing on me. I know, but I just find that odd. I don't, I don't think that's my normal crush behaviour. Well, maybe when you're 13. Oh, okay, Are you yeah, sure it wasn't just, like, general socialising? It's like, hey, we're friends. Why don't I just sit down with my friend? Also, you might have just you... walked off mid-conversation, you Rudy patootie. No, that's why I tested it, because... No, I reckon you were like... Hello, how are you? Zoom. And you're like, oh, quit following me. And she's like, no, I just wanted to say I'm good. No, she didn't have anything to say. <laughs> That's why I was like, I've got to make sure this is oh, legit. So you played games with the mute girl. I played, Real nice. I played way too many games. And that was the problem. <laughs> that was my downfall. Because in the, both of the times oh that my this gosh. has happened. I cannot believe you're trying to sell to the people at Melbourne that your problem is you're too much of a player. No, no, no. <laughs> I've I, met you. I'm not buying this. I, I got drunk with power when I was oh, like a 13 year old kid having with power. because I'd be like oh she's gonna follow me everywhere quotes I can just... from Ben off air <laughs> Ooh, I look fat 
<laughs> in a photo I, I that we took and sent to my friend. I've changed a lot since my 13-year-old days. I Is like my head really that big? Another quote. But anyway, so I was walking back and forth just to mess with her, So basically. now you're just pacing. I wanted to see how much she would follow me around the room. Yeah. It turns out a lot. Oh. But it turns out there's also a limit to how long she's well, going to follow obviously. me. <laughs> well. So did she say anything to you when she followed you? Not really. That's why I found it so amusing because oh. I know she wanted to say something, but she didn't really have anything to say. Ben just, does have a highly amusing primary school story. She just wanted to bask story. in my presence. Ben was walking past the art room and a girl leapt out and kissed him. It was, <laughs> it was the uh, the art room storage. That's right, and they tried to lure you in there. Yeah, if you were going to our podcast, insanebrownlings.net, you can hear that See, that story. stuff is acceptable by an eight-year-old, but if you fast-forwarded that, like, 20 years, I'm pretty sure someone would be calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> People lured him to a storeroom, leapt out, and kissed him. My advice to all those 13-year-olds there who were like, yes, I finally got chicks after me. Yeah. Don't ignore that (laughs) fact. (laughs) And uh, don't just make them chase you around the school because (laughs) it doesn't last forever. Let's go. go. Symphonies, as requested by Chris on the text line. Uh, and Chris also texted in, having seen a picture of Ben, and said, Ben doesn't look fat, he cray. Phew. <laughs> Thank God. This was all that we were really hoping for, is a public acknowledgement of my attractiveness. But do you want to be cray is the problem. Where, no. where does that put you on the hot, crazy continuum? Uh, somewhere in the middle, hopefully. <laughs> as long as we got the hot thing down, that's all I was caring about. <laughs> I don't care about my personality, Benjamin Moore. <laughs> all, the, all the best people are always crazy anyway. And as if you have No, listened... you make fun of me being crazy every day. Yeah, and that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone has listened to this show for more than five minutes and not assumed that we were crazy, <laughs> then something's wrong with me. Well, I was trying to get out of Ben uh, which girls he was actually talking about when he was saying that girls were following him around. Mm. And all I could get out of him was, she's not the Altham College killer. She wasn't. <laughs> Eltham College being our alma mater, shout out. Good oh, morning, Eltham College. But there's always time. For her to be the Eltham College killer. Yeah. So she's still alive, that means. Well, as far as I know, <laughs> there is no Eltham College killer. No, that's right. So if there was to be one, it could always be her. I feel like we need to write a radio skit <laughs> for the Eltham College killer. I don't think our school would be too impressed. What does he do? Stalk people in the viticulture vines? Or Rub them out during environmental time. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of loitering by the uh, by the toilets for some reason. Where was your section of the environmental reserve? What do you mean we didn't have a section? Yes, we did. I got one that we had to tend. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> they didn't trust us with the uh, environment. They're like, oh, we don't want to let Ben's acidic hands melt our <laughs> precious lines. Ben's hands are not pH of zero. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we came back to talk about how high school ruined my life. Sure. Do you have any guesses? After that, a great plug for our school. I know, right? Mm, you didn't have enough boyfriends or they didn't teach you anything? or what, Those what would be it? the obvious ones, okay. wouldn't they? High school ruined my life by its very makeup. I now have a 45-minute attention span, which is not good for the workplace. Uh, so you're saying because the class length was 45 minutes? I can't even sit through a movie. Do you think that's school or yes. do you think that's TV? No, I think that's school because I have to do the same thing for eight hours, but after 45 minutes I'm like, oh, time for science, and it's like, no, your job is still writing. But I, can't, <laughs> I can't help but feel that 45 minutes is the exact length of a TV show without commercials. But commercials are on TV, so I can't help but feel that periods last 45 minutes and I want to be able to change my duties after every 45 minutes. 
So seems... school should just have eight hours a day of a subject. I know. I know. <laughs> And then, and then we'll be the most patient people in the world. That's right. Or at the start of the day, they should like tell you a really long joke with no punchline, and at the end of the day, you get to find it out. So it's like a, so your attention span is lengthened. You're still. This is like season finale stuff again. <laughs> exactly. It's all linked back to television. <laughs> well, I remember we studied media, and they were telling us how. Sesame Street prepares you for commercials because it's broken up into two-minute segments. Yeah, but I also feel that TV was giving me a lot of patience because I don't have a longer attention span across the summer. Like, because I usually have to wait across the summer to find out the cliffhanger. I don't have a longer attention span in the summer. If I if I did, then t- television would be the reason. So what do you propose if these eight-hour days... That seems like a bit long. <laughs> Do you think that we should have some kind of middle ground? Like, if you, if you want to sit through a movie, yeah. should a class be 90 minutes then? Yeah, maybe two-hour classes instead. Or we just send children to work instead of school. <laughs> oh, okay. Just a the, thought. The just, old uh, child labour proposal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's sure. back again in new clothes. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, because sitting through a whole movie... It's if, tough. If I'm doing it at home, I will pause it. I'll get distracted by my phone or iPad or a computer or whatever and you don't get the full experience i I like to go to the cinema so you're forced to sit through i'm the the opposite i hate going to the cinema because i only have a 45 minute attention span thanks eltham college but it's different if you're in that environment where it's dark you don't have any other responsibilities nah i still can't i prefer to stop the movie get distracted talk about it go and do some other stuff and then come back to it do you find that you actually take in much of the film probably not yeah (laughs) no I just live a distracted life. Yeah, well, I think that... It's not that I can multitask, it's that I must. (laughs) But even yesterday during the show, you were trying to multitask. You were on your phone and, like, trying to queue up the next song and I was, like, barely getting anything out of you. I was like, hey, Vicky, and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I think that you think you can multitask, but you really can't. No, I can't, but I want to. You want to do as many things as possible. Silly, Vicky, it's always time for science, says the texts. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so true. And thank you. What's that guy from that show? Yeah, so again, she picks up her phone I know, and, and now she has lost. no idea what she's no, talking about. No, that American Science Time show. <laughs> All right. Bill whatever. Nye. Thank you, yes. Thank oh, you, Bill you Nye. <laughs> oh, I had no idea that, that I was just going off the top of my head. Thank you, Bill Nye. It is always time for science. Carl, Dr. Carl would have stood in perfectly as a reference as well, just to let you know. Okay. Those were the correct answers. Or Beekman, if you're familiar from the 90s. Or Beaker. No, not, not Beaker. Beaker. No, Beaker was an acceptable answer. Is it that one of the Muppets or something? Yes. Oh, okay. He's a scientific Muppet, though. Oh, well, there you go. Good morning. It's just a bit after 7.30, and these are your thin news headlines. Victoria's East is facing a fast-moving bushfire that has burnt at least 8,500 hectares so far. A United States software developer has been caught outsourcing his job to a Chinese programmer, allowing him to watch cat videos at work. The world's largest food chain, Subway, is facing controversial claims that their famous footlongs aren't really 12 inches. These stories and more at 8, but for now, keep listening to Get Serial. Why are we not outsourcing this job? I know. <laughs> China, if you're listening, feel free to jump on uh, the text line. And <laughs> I've got some cat videos to get back to. But I find that this is not a new surprise for me. This is an old surprise. What, you've been doing that for years? I'm not surprised at all, is what I'm trying to say, in Subway. Oh, the Subway footlongs? Yes. That they have people, cats in Subway. 
Is that the no, people way? cats? I knew it. I knew it. I knew they were behind the people cats. Maybe that is. I was why... like, why are these people wandering around half cat, half people? Where are they coming from? Maybe that is why they were shortchanged by an inch. Oh, I see. So those people cats are living on the inch of every sandwich that goes through Safeway, through uh, Subway. What? (laughs) I was going to suggest that Subway was outsourcing its its bread makers or its sandwich artists. I thought you were trying to say that because Subway has bred a race of people cats, they need something to exist on. They live below the city and they throw an inch of every footlong down to them. That's exactly what I was saying. I thought you were. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were. No, because I've had the long-running debate with Safeway, Subway, sorry, Safeway, Subway, that they should tessellate their cheese. It's bothered me for the, quite some their time. Their cheese allocation is well wrong. Madness. It needs to be tessellated, right? Because you've got triangles and yeah. they put them next to each other. I know, they overlap. They, they overlap and there's space with no cheese. When if you tessellated, the cheese would not overlap and it would cover all of the bread. I once got a sandwich artist who did it that way and I was like... This guy knows what he's talking wow, about. Wow, this is real artistry. Maybe Subway has moved into the 21st century and got their cheese distribution correctly. See, I'm tired of Subway artists. But I no, want, I want sandwich engineers. <laughs> I a... want some sort of sense. I'm not here for you to express yourself on my sandwich. I'm here for you to make me an ex- a sandwich of exactitude whereby the cheese covers exactly the amount of bread that you're going to give me. Take that, Subway. <laughs> Get cereal. time to once again get to know each other just that little bit better (laughs) all this week we've been playing one true three where we tell three stories two of them are lies and one of them is the truth and our co-hosts have to guess which one is the truth all right so it is my turn to tell some stories are you guys ready absolutely (laughs) i'm glad for that rousing uh, enthusiasm Was I once denied entry into the country because of a spelling mistake? No, but I know it a very amusing story relating to this. Did I once go to Vegas for four days and gambled a total of $3? Mm, could be true. Or You are tight. <laughs> or did I once creep out Kate Miller Heidke by staring at her for too long? You are creepy. So... <laughs> The possibilities are endless. Yeah, I know. You do creep on people, so I'm not sure what to think. Mason, do you have any any theories? I can see you being cheap. I think B could be an option. I'm leaning towards Kate Miller-Heidke. She probably wrote a song about you. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Radiohead's Creep was about you. Oh, wow. Yes. He just um, had to substitute Ben out when that libel case went through to I'm... (laughs) <laughs> you went with something with the same amount of letters. Oh, okay. The apostrophe, so obviously, being a letter. Ben's a creep. Yeah. Is that, is that how Ben's you... a widow. They didn't want to, yeah, they what didn't the want to give me royalties. What the hell is Ben doing here? <laughs> he don't belong here. Do you have any questions that you'd like to ask me about any of these stories before? Why we... were you looking at Kate Miller-Heidke? Uh, she's pretty, I guess. No, where, like, why? Like, where were you? Oh, well, I... Uh, like, at her house or, like... I was unsure if it was actually her or not. Oh. And I was trying to determine whether it was. Okay, like, yeah, I've I done that. If I stare at her long enough, maybe she'll let me know. Mm. I did the awkward hello to the wrong person yesterday. I saw a friend of ours in the street, except it wasn't. How enthusiastically did Extremely. you say hello? Extremely. Like, did you just say hi or did you run up to them and pat them on the back or what was Oh, the... I sort of trotted up and I was like, Rowan, I thought you were at work. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oops, I guess, I guess you is. are at work, yeah. 
<laughs> How good would it be if his name was actually Rowan? I know, and, and he'd be like, I lost my job. Why to, would you bring that up? You have to pretend to know you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all right, so we will give all our What audience, was number one again? Uh, that I was denied entry into the country because of a spelling mistake. When we discuss the true one, I feel I should tell the story of Ben's best nickname. There's stories behind all of these. Uh, yeah. Is it the same story I'm thinking of behind the first one? It may be. We'll so, find out after this. Story. Get Sarah or drums, no mercy. If it's not, it will be. Zingers here on Get Serial. And I've got some zingers for you. <laughs> uh, Zinger burgers? That'd be yes. awesome. Thanks, Ben. I'll get them after the show. <laughs> first, I don't believe you. we have the rest of our quiz. One, two, three. One, true, three, sorry. Mm-hmm. We are learning about each other. And my facts for Mason and Vicky were the following. Was I once denied entry into the country because of a smelling mistake? A smelling a mistake? Smelling <laughs> I'll take either, spelling or smelling. <laughs> This man is too what, fragrant. I was thinking more, what smell is this? And you're like, acacia? They're like, wrong, eucalyptus. You're obviously not yeah, Australian. You're not patriotic if you can't recognise that smell. Did I go to Vegas for four days and gamble only $3? Or did I once creep out Kate Miller Heidke by staring at her for too long? I feel like I'm not sure between two and three. I think he creeped out someone. <laughs> but I'm not sure if it was Kate Miller Heidke. But also I think you went to Vegas underage. So No, I went about a year and a half ago. Oh, that's right, to the game show. Yes, so... E3? It's possible that I did only gamble $3. It is possible. I'm still going with B. I'm going to go with C. Well, you would be correct because I did... Who's you? Vicky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did creep out Kate miller Hydekey by staring at it. That is so brilliant. What happened? I was at the Louis C.K. stand-up show. Yeah. And she was there, but I... As I mentioned, I couldn't tell if it was her or not. Oh, so you just stared at her for a long time yeah. to try and work it out. So, like, I saw her, like, briefly before the show. I'm like, oh, yeah, it could be her, and then didn't really think much of it. Yeah. And then after the show, we were all milling around waiting for friends and that kind of thing, and she was there. And she was kind of on the other side of a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And so I couldn't really see her properly through the crowd. <laughs> and so I was trying to get a good look at her, and then by the time that... I had determined that it was her. She was, like, staring directly at me, looking confusedly in my direction. Oh, but... so she thought, do I know you? Yeah, and then I think she started to point at me, and that, at that point I turned away. To and like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the Vegas one isn't too far-fetched either. I wasn't thinking that it would be. I, yes. I gambled a total of $2. <laughs> I, put, I put a couple of bucks into the slot machines over the course of the four days, and I'm like, oh, I can't come here and not gamble anything. <laughs> but all the hard tables... Yep. so high bets, like a minimum of $10. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't just be, like, chucking down 50 bucks and hoping for the best. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't end up playing any of those because all, the, uh, all the, the low bet tables are, like, you know, an hour to hang around <laughs> before you can even jump on. Um, and, yeah, you, uh, you were sort of right on the spelling mistake one where... I wasn't denied entry into the country, but I was fearful that that could happen. When Ben and I were leaving Tokyo, so I lived in Tokyo and Ben came over and we went back home together. Ben's name on the... The e-ticket. The e-ticket was Benjamin Arm. Yeah. His entire first name was Benjamin Arm. And they said, okay, here's your ticket. Is that your correct name? And then Ben read Benjamin Arm and said... Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I was, I was in, by. It was in a state of confusion and they were all speaking Japanese, so I didn't want to try and mess with the situation. I don't too think much. that that would stop me knowing that my name is not Benjamin Arm. Well, 
it took me by surprise. That's oh my sure. gosh, it's my favourite of your nicknames. Benjamin Arm is amazing. Luckily, I was not <laughs> denied entry. I did make it back, but I got a sweet nickname out of the story. <laughs> We've yeah. had a text about Ben's one true three. Mm. Was Kate with someone, or do I still have a chance? Kate Miller Heidke. I just heard that she's got a kid, so. Ah, oh, has she? Well, I didn't know that. that's what Mason informs me. <laughs> if he's into married women, maybe he's got a chance, and if she's into it. Mm. But I can't. So we I, can't. I can't make any assumptions. No. Maybe go to her directly. <laughs> we don't want to speak on her behalf. Why? Yeah, why are people assuming that we know these answers? I know, right? We or assuming that we have, have the right to speak on Kate Miller. Haven't we proven behalf? this whole week that we have no idea what we're talking about? <laughs> I once saw Jens Lechman at a Crayon Fields gig. I don't know who that is, but cool. It was cool. Mm. I enjoyed it. Did you creep him out? Nah, I pretended that I didn't see him because I wanted <laughs> to be cool. So, uh, Mason, it is your turn to share with us some stories about your life. Yes. Okay, so uh, people who might know me, I've got a few scars on my face, a little bit hard to see. Mm -hmm. But what is the story behind it? The one down here that's across, like, the top of my lip? Ooh. What happened to me as a child? I'm going to guess that much like Tina Fey, you were slashed in the face in the alley. (laughs) Did she really? (laughs) Well, in her autobiography, that is the exact phrasing that she used. I was slashed in the face. And then, like, the next paragraph is about how she doesn't want to talk about it. I'm like, if you don't want to talk about it... Don't Don't bring it up. Don't use the intriguing phrase, slashed Slashed in in the the face. face. I wanted to hear that As a child? Yeah. Wow. That is the original vague booking. It is actually in a book. Yeah, she printed it in hard copy. (laughs) I know. Even more annoying, because you can't write on the book and say, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, first one. I was slashed in the face Mm. by a rake. Mm. Number two, I fell onto a doorstop. (laughs) That sounds appropriately embarrassingly accurate. Or number three, I got hit with a cricket bat. I kicked myself in the face the other day. How? I was sitting on my bed with my bottom exactly on the top of the sheets. So I wanted to get into the bed. Like so I did were... a bit of a backwards roll and need myself in the eye. <laughs> and I was like, I really hope this doesn't bruise because no one will believe me. Yeah. I flicked a fly, kicked a guy on the train once and my foot landed on his shoulder. I slapped a guy across the face by accident. You guys are insane. <laughs> I was trying to push the button and he just put his face in the way. What, the train button to open the door? Um, oh, sorry, the tram, the stop button. Yeah. So I just went to the, like, sh- like hit it and, and he put his face right in the way and there. I just went bam. How right did, how did you fly kick someone? So I was leaning against the pole, cross-legged, and then... The, Again, on the train? Yeah, on the train. And then the train swung back and forth. Yeah. Like, it got a little bit rocky. And so one of my legs that was wrapped around the other one went flying and I, like, turned around in <laughs> a circle. Sounds like it's not under your control. Yeah. It went flying. It sounds like you're a so rag doll. The, so the cart went to the right and so my, my uh, then, like, went backward, back, went back. So then my leg went flying around. I went about 180 degrees and I was trying to stop myself and it just stopped and it landed on the guy's shoulder. It's also how the thriller dance was invented. It sounds like when you're playing a video game and the physics all screw up. This yeah, is that's so life. true. He's, like, in Grand Theft Auto all of a sudden. <laughs> Okay, so one, two, three. Rake, doorstop, cricket bat. Not the cricket bat, I don't reckon. I think that one's the second most plausible. Really? I can see that happening, but I am leaning towards doorstop. I'm heavily leaning towards doorstop. I'm like a door heading towards a doorstop. Whenever you get a scar, you're like, oh, I want to get a cool story behind this thing. Which would be rake. No. Really? Even rake isn't that cool. But the door stuff is the least cool. See, out I'm of imagining those. that hardened cop again. Like you come over and there's been a man raked to death, and you're like, oh, this kind of thing is all too common. If he was hit in the face with a rake, I would imagine it like sideshow Bob stepping yeah, on the me rake too. and the end, <laughs> flipping up and hitting his face. But. That's the noise I make every morning when I wake up at four o'clock. <laughs> 
but uh, no, I, I suspect that that is not the case. I'm, I'm leaning towards doorstop because it seems so stupid. Like when you're like, oh yeah, I got a scar, but at least I got a cool story out of it. Then you don't even get that. You're just like, oh, I hit a doorstop. And the logistics of that are so ridiculous <laughs> that if we've just heard about Mason fly kicking some guy in the head on the tram or the train, yeah, that this similar you know that Mason doesn't live in the world of physics yeah his body in this house we obey the laws of thermodynamics (laughs) (laughs) so uh, am I on the right track here it was the rake oh Oh, it was the rake it was the rake interesting this kind Um, of thing happens all too often (laughs) but to be honest the other two were half true they were all true except those were for different scars oh so the rake one we were playing hide and seek when I was a kid and uh, was against the wall you hit behind a rake it's not amazing no I (laughs) Yeah, I knocked it while it was against the wall. It was one of those big metal ones, and it fell down oh. and just went So half a centimetre closer, I would have lost my eye. So um, that's where that saying raked in the face came from. Oh, that, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, expression. That old chestnut. The doorstop was um, we came back from a school trip. I think it was grade prepper, grade one, and I was standing on top of a chair outside the art room, and then someone um, bumped into me, and so I fell off onto the doorstop, which had a nail sticking out. Oh. Ooh. So and where is the scar? That one down there. So I've got oh, two it's there. it's still on your face. So it's one there. They're all on my face. They're oh. all on my face. And yeah, and then in grade five, I was wicket keeper when my friend was batting in the cricket um, nets. nets. Yeah, in the cricket nets. And he just did a wild swing. And kablammo. Ouch. <sighs> well, but that explains a lot, all these knocks to the head for Mason. Well, I've got a scar on my knee, like a quite a big one mm. that's been there since I was a child. And you know how scars usually after a while they kind of heal and go away if they're not huge? This one's got worse, like stigmata. I know, it has. But apparently I just came home crying and this giant wound in my knee and no one knows how it happened. But you couldn't remember. Apparently not. You blocked out these traumatic memories. Yeah, I know. Well, you've still got your one, true three ready to go. I have. Yes. Coming up after these two songs. Good morning, it is 8.30 and this is Marnie with your Sin News headlines. The Greens have called for more room in the federal budget for young artists to make a decent living while taking artistic risks. A United States software developer has been caught outsourcing his own job to a Chinese programmer, allowing him to watch cat vids at work. These stories and more at 9, but for now keep listening to Get Siri with Ben, Vicky and Mason. If you could outsource your own job, Marnie, what would you do in the meantime? That's a tough one. I am a bit of a YouTube culprit myself. <laughs> I Just probably could be tough to resist. Show anyone Reddit and, and uh, lolcats? I think so. I'm not really down with the Reddit. No, I think I need to learn a bit on that front. Give it a chance, yeah. you'll get addicted in no time. It seems like this guy is a genius in my books. <laughs> Why shouldn't this be allowed? If he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars and he can pay, like $50,000 that he's paying this Chinese dude, that's a decent amount of money. Well, I feel like also they didn't notice because the quality of the work went down. They noticed because someone was remote accessing Yeah, exactly. Side. So if, if he can get away with it and like the responsibility is on him, if his work suffers then that's mm. on him. But as you mentioned, yeah, they haven't noticed because of that. <laughs> so I, I, if he can get away with it and do the same quality of work, then good for him, man. <laughs> so what would genius. you like to outsource outside of work? Is there any other things that you need to do that you'd like to outsource? Well, we were discussing all this, whether we can get cats to <laughs> sleep for us. Yeah. This guy's doing the opposite. <laughs> he's, I wish I could outsource. outsourcing so he can spend more time with cats. <laughs> I want to outsource commuting. 
I yeah, get sick that, of commuting. That's a lot of uh, wasted time. If I could get someone to commute for me and then just magically be at work, like switch bodies with them, that would yeah, be awesome. Yeah, so that would be like almost teleporting. <laughs> yeah, or that's right. Yeah, I'd be all for that. Uh, any of the basic bodily functions, eating, sleeping, <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to do this. No, agreed. Yeah. Do you know what I find really funny? I don't know many other MPs that are encouraging young people to take more risks. <laughs> you figure our, uh, our new MP, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> What about you, Mason? What would you outsource? I would outsource working. Wow. So someone would just work for me. Well, you, nice you're thing. behind this initiative. If you can get someone to uh, do your work for you... you I would... don't want to poo-poo the idea, but you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair. I didn't say I would pay them. I didn't say they'd get any benefit for, for it. They would just work for <laughs> me would and then give me money. So we're inventing the idea of slavery. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've heard uh, good things about slavery. I've heard some very bad things as I've well. I've heard but, mostly bad, to but, be fair. The difference in my system of the world is that they get paid, but they just have to give all their money to me. So it's a perfect (laughs) system. Everyone gets money. It's just I end up with all of it. So you you basically just want to be a charity? Pretty much. Well, we'll we'll get to work on that. Well, I am part of the Smith family. If Um, anyone wants to work for Mason for... Very little thanks and very little profit. Text <laughs> <laughs> Trophy right. husband. <laughs> More after this. Get cereal. And we're in the middle of one, two, three. It is Vicky's turn. This is a uh, one, two, three Rodney edition. This is all about my father. Oh, okay. For regular listeners of the podcast, father of Rodjick. He also, gets, he gets up to many adventures. He does. He has crazy adventures, even crazier than mine. So I thought I'd do some about him. All right. Well, lay it on us. I will. Are you prepared to be laid? I'm always prepared. Number one, my father was on the front page of a newspaper throwing someone off North Melbourne Station. As in physically picking them up? As in escorting them out. Oh, okay. Not physically throwing them. Less less impressive, but... uh, Yeah, front page of the newspaper for escorting someone off North Melbourne Station. Okay. Number two... My father was born in a restaurant and spent his childhood travelling around country towns as a shearing hand. Are they are those two things related, or it's just some of his the examples of his life? After he sheared the sheep, he cooked them. Well, it was like yeah, was he seeking out the best sheep to brulee, or was he after being uh, born in a restaurant? Was he, he was just like my passion? Yeah, he was trying to find his uh, his place of birth and ended up on a lot of shearing. Yeah, stations that's right. Just by accident. He was trying to get back to the glory of his first lamb. Yeah. Um, he could just really relate to lamb since he was born in a restaurant. Oh, okay. cooked in a and restaurant. so he decided to be on the lamb. <laughs> he was on the lamb for lamb. True story. Rodney yeah. was the uh, inspiration for Babe. <laughs> <laughs> and someone's and got a hot to my dad. Number three, uh, my dad had a speaking role or section in a Jackie Chan movie that he has <laughs> never seen. And it may have been put on the cutting room floor. Oh, I, I do like the sound of that because that's so out there. That seems like a weird thing to make up. Yeah. But it's so out there that it seems like a weird thing to make up. <laughs> All right, well, I'll have to have a think about this. Can you give us any information about this Jackie Chan movie? Uh, I actually don't know anything about it. He mm. hasn't seen it himself. All I know is that it took place on Flinders Street Station, the scene. Okay. Bit of Frank Ocean in the morning there. We're thinking about you. We're thinking about you, Rodney. Uh, we've got <laughs> yeah, one. Shout out to Rodney. That's so creepy. Hello, Rodney. Um, we've got uh, one true three right now with, with Vicky, all talking about her father yet again. And we um, learned an interesting fact about me during the uh, song break. Yeah. That I have an obsession with uh, spaghetti westerns, and I know a lot about them. 
The more you learn. But that unfortunately wasn't one of your one true threes. It was not. So it does not help us very much. That's right. It doesn't help anyone. So I would like to think that this Rodney fact about him being in a Jackie Chan movie is potentially correct. That's what you're leaning towards? Would he have spoken English or Chinese in this movie? English. Okay. Yeah. And that it was a movie that was only released in Hong Kong or something? Oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm hazy on the details, as is he. Can you remind us of the other two facts that you gave us? I appeared on the front page of the newspaper, escorting a member of the press off North Melbourne Station. So that seems likely because I do know that he works in the uh, train department. I think that could be a half-truth. He wouldn't be on the front page. He'd probably be, like, somewhere on page mm, 20. Good call. And this is a tricksy one. that he was born in a restaurant and grew up as a shearer's hand travelling around Australia. I reckon, yeah, again, that's half truth where there's some truth where he may have been born in a restaurant but then the shearing hands thing is wrong or something like that. Yeah, I'm going for Jackie Chan as well, I think. Yeah. I reckon I would love to see him just ducking out of frame or something and be like, what, <laughs> what was I doing here? That is indeed true. My father shot a scene for a Jackie Chan film. I don't know if it was ever put in the film, but yeah. he, he shot a scene for a Jackie Chan film on Flinders Street Station. When was this? Like about how long ago, do you reckon? Years. Like there was one that 20s. he did. I remember a Jackie Chan film, which used to be on late at night, like on Channel 7, on repeat in the middle of summer. That was filmed in Melbourne. There's quite a few he filmed in Melbourne. Really? Yeah, they're like dodgy kung fu movies and they're all filmed in Melbourne. Yeah. Just because it was cheaper to make them here or something? I have no idea why. But, yeah, apparently Dad shot a scene for one, but he doesn't know if it made it in or not. <laughs> so we've never seen it. We don't know what film it was. Apparently someone gave him a copy of it, but he lost it. Do you know if Jackie Chan was in the scene with him? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't that cool? Someone... The other two are indeed half truths. Yeah. My father was actually on the front page of the newspaper escorting a member of the press off Flinders Street Station. Oh, okay. So yeah. the station you were leading us astray. And the third truth is my father was born in a pub and he spent he did spend his childhood travelling between cattle stations working as a shepherd's hand and a boundary rider. But they aren't exactly related. It's just some more Rodney facts. Just weird Rodney facts, okay. yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Well, I feel caught up and uh, now I can continue my Isn't stalking Isn't that weird? Of he was born in a pub. It's crazy. Yeah. And did they just not have time to get to the hospital? Or? It was just in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and yeah. he was born by birthed. I don't know. What do you say? Yeah, birthed. Birthed by the local policeman. Whelped. Whelped. He was whelped <laughs> by the local policeman and then whelmed. We've got to go um, into a song now. And then on the back of this, have a little bit of a quiz about uh, on a reflection upon this week's Get Serial. Liquid air. Antigrounds. We're almost at the tail end of our I would say we're of... at the tail end. All right, well, officially we crossed the mark. Really? Which, we're at the tail of the tail end. Because uh, I feel the tail end goes on for a while. What better time than to recap what we've learned this week, which let's do it. by... Let's do it in quiz form. Sure, why not? So I've got a whole bunch of questions based on... Works better than dance. Monday to Thursday's shows. And seeing as we were no doubt so... Uh, sleep-deprived and delusional. I'm not really sure that we even remember what happened during the week. Well, this would be a good learning curve for us. All right, so from Monday's episode, what were some alternate ways that we suggested listeners can communicate their feelings about the show if they can't text us? Smoke Smoke signals. signals. That was definitely one of them. Do you remember any of the uh, things that we suggested burning? Cedar. Yes, Uh, that was good. Patchouli. Oh, not bad. Tires. And setting the smoke monster from Lost. Oh, that's four from four. (laughs) (laughs) All right, someone's paying attention. We also discussed on that show what our chosen pieces would be if we played Monopoly. Do you remember which ones we all I remember what mine was. Yeah, so I was the boot. No, well, I guess close. You said shoe, but I uh, guess that's yeah. the same thing. I was the Scotty dog, you and remember? you were the racing car? Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Mason suggested when we were talking about the Death Star that since we couldn't build one, we should just turn one of the planets into the Death Star. Mars. Oh. Aruga. That was my buzzer going off. <laughs> Do you remember what my Ian Summerholder fan site would be called if I ran one? Yes, it was Ian Information. Yeah. But that's what I also call what I get information about my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So far, so good. Should we move on to Tuesday? Or do, Mason, you've got some questions. We want to quiz me back instead. Which of Vicky's brothers' names with one of the Get Serial team? Oh, uh, I believe we were joked about Faison. Faison. Yes, Faison. <laughs> because he had uh, one letter away from our co-host. <laughs> yeah. How does Ben like his women? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Um, Alive. Hard and fast. Ugh. I, I oh, no. Easily convinced, I think, was it? Oh, was it was this, something along those lines. Was this one of the ones that wasn't even on air? This was no, no, this it was, was on, on air. air. It was like I just slid it in after a song, like oh. as a segue. Okay. But it was something like easily convinced and cheap or something. Because I remember we were talking about liking our partners, like we like our coffee. Yeah, we did various discussions what was mine? about that. Chocolate on the top. Milky Strong and silent sprinkle. in the morning. Yeah. Are we, are we on the right track of that? Or um, is this Foxy and a factor in global warming. Wow. Oh, okay. No, there's also a segue where I was like talking about how you like your women. But yeah, Foxy and Factor Global mm. Warming, sure. All right, you guys are clearly uh, doing better at this than me. What secret single behaviour would I have to give up if I got into a relationship? Well, that would be sitting on your bed and reading books with your feet. <laughs> you weirdo. While? While drying your hair. hair. Very good. <laughs> so come uh, listen to the podcast of Monday's show. If what you was Ben's secret obsession? Oh, I should know this. Oh, it was uh, signage, I yes, believe. Yes, that's Weird right. signs, seeing as I did say that. I probably should remember what I was talking about. And who has started designing napkins for Ikea? Obviously, Chris, Chris Martin, Martin of Coldplay <laughs> fame. What was the name that we gave on Tuesday's show to the homeless woman that peed in the supermarket Mason used to work Cheryl. at? Cheryl. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. Wow, is you that, are obsessed Is that us. because it was her actual name? Or yes. <laughs> oh, OK. Her actual name was Cheryl. I, I didn't know she that it, we, it could have been a fictional character. No, I thought so too. Real person. Real person. <laughs> uh, and complete this Mason quote. I love going back and not realising... Dot, dot, dot. That you're funnier in the past or something along those lines? Yeah, it was along those lines. The complete quote was, I love going back and not realising how hilarious you were in the past or how past people were better than you. <laughs> yes, yeah, amazing uh, comparing figures of history to us. Yeah, to uh, when, when re-listening to old episodes of the show. Oh. Do you want to name some of those fictional historical figures that we uh, compared our comedic stylings to? Galileo Galilei, I think, yeah. was one of them. Napoleon? Yeah, yeah, Napoleon. It got, you guys want more? Is there? I don't know. It was, of course, Nikolai Tesla. Was it? Yes, yes it that's was. right. Uh, <laughs> what did 60 Minutes get the scoop on back in 1843? Some marital spiderwebs. Yeah, yeah, it was. And? The, <laughs> oh, was are more? immigrant workers making your children fat or something? The controversy over the potential um, Hugh Jackman's third nipple. Oh, wow. oh I don't remember <laughs> saying that. Though, he doesn't have a third nipple, by the way. He's a... Very nice young man. 60 Minutes were well ahead of their time. I know. In 1841, yeah. everyone's like, who's Hugh Jackman? They also predicted the arrival of Hugh Jackman. <laughs> we're up to Wednesday's show. I've got a few quotes here. Mm-hmm. Two of them are things I overheard at the office, and one of them <laughs> is something that was said on air. It's totally thematic. It was just a party pash. Or well, I hate pyramids. I hate I pyramids. pyramids. Would you remember what that was about? Uh, Travelling to Egypt. 
and uh, accidentally going there despite... <laughs> Hating pyramids. And it being the place with the most of them. <laughs> Tell me about the other two in the office. Just things that I overheard girls really? talking you don't about. Know. I assume someone had a party pack. I guess so. Well done, you. What two roles did I reveal that I played in my junior school Christmas pageant? Uh, the vice... Oh, no, the president and... A lamb with a tie. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I was, I was not the vice president as my that mistake. was my secret ploy. Faked out. We also talked about a... Uh, and an alligator-like creature, a caiman, for those keeping track, <laughs> that was guarding a stash of drugs. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the alligator and how did oh. we propose the police discovered this? Mr. Teeth. Yes, that, oh, was, yeah. that was the name. You don't um, remember? I don't what? remember about the police. We were discussing about uh, it being written on his uh, alligator kennel of some kind. Really? Or possibly a collar. <laughs> we talked about police a lot this Every week. episode, I believe. Have we really? Why? <laughs> They're fascinating, <laughs> including hot cops showing up, not yeah. doing their job, and then the actual police showing up and just seeing a body, uh, like a pack of corpses in the corner of the well, cops. If, if you we wanna, should rename the show Cop Chat. <laughs> if you want a police-flavoured question, along with the hot cops, what other uh, organisation did we propose a tandem operation between the Melbourne police and the hot cops? There's one other syndicate involved. I don't remember that. I do remember your, the Ben Appreciation Society. Mason, got any ideas? No idea. Yakuza. Sex security. <laughs> ah, of yeah. course. Which is the sexy security, which um, led us into the office on Monday. What is Ben's weapon of choice when trying to get rid of someone's eye? Ooh, Paper? I, yeah, an oyster, I believe. Oyster, oyster, of course. That was yes. again from our one, two, three on Wednesday. On to Thursday's show, Vicky just mentioned the the Ben or the B faps, as it were. <laughs> do you, what, do, what do you want to uh, say that stands for? <laughs> the Ben Fancier's Appreciation Society. There we go. And who was the keynote speaker at the recent gathering? Was it Ben Queller? No, Ooh. Ben Folds. Yes, it was. Not Ben Queller. Not bad. Uh, Mason was out of the room for that one, so I'm <laughs> sure he's confused right now. I've and been confused all week. It's fine. We also talked about some uh, different ways that we could get our VCE results if the traditional text message and internet weren't working. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, suggestions? You as said th- skywriting. Yep, that was in there. I don't remember what I said. And uh, Mason, any any ideas? Not a clue. Do you want to do you want to think of something that we may have uh, mentioned? Pigeon fancier society. Oh, it was pretty close. Carrier pigeon. I don't remember was, saying that. Who said that? I said that. No way. Olivia, the newsreader, suggested a Ouija board. Oh like that yes. Suggestion. Well, Vicky said Chinese whispers. That's right. That's yeah. right. I do remember that. Do you have a question for me, Mason, before we wrap it up? I think it's time for us to go. It's oh. the end of the day and end of the week. There's going to be a brand new team on here on Get Serial for next week. Uh, just to let you know, we've had a text in saying, great finale. By the way, it was a muscle. Hope to hear you on air again. Well, uh, oyster muscle, I, you don't want to get into Let's call the whole thing off. Just call it seafood and leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and thanks to both Mason and Vicky for being amazing co-hosts. Or see no more food. Uh, I'm not putting up with... Uh, I take back my thanks for Vicky because of that stupid comment. Mason, it's been fun. <laughs> you like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash get zero. Follow us on Twitter at get zero, and you can follow Ben and Vicky at insaneramblings.net. Which you can get all the podcasts of this week's shows and all the other previous episodes. Uh, yes, done. we will continue in our incarnation of Insane Ramblings at insaneramblings.net. You can also like us, facebook.com slash insaneramblings.net or reach us via email. See you later, guys. Yeah.
Tuesday evening, pack my bags. I'm heading out the door. 